Welcome to For Instance Podcast, the tech podcast where we spin out endless supposals about cloud, AI, the edge, and more. We sift through current events, opine about what it means for practitioners and leaders, and interview industry observers about where different technologies are taking us. If you like digging into the story behind the story in tech, this podcast is for you. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Sarvjeet. How are you? It is good to see you in person. <laughs> this is the first time, folks, we are meeting in person here at reInvent 2023. So it was great to see you yesterday. Um, was it yesterday or day before yesterday? Yeah, it was, uh, it was yesterday. It was the first time that we've met in person. Yeah, at um, the expo floor. So. Yeah, we came here to the to this uh, other area where it's a little peaceful to record, but it's a mess over there mm -hmm. at expo. So there, there are a lot of announcements. Uh, anything which stands out for you? Yeah, reInvent has been very active this year in terms of announcements. I think of the big three in terms of a sheer laundry list of things that were announced. There are a lot of nuances of things that we that we saw. Um, you know, I, I think, um, you know, first off, my first observation is th there were a number of AI announcements, but they, Amazon held off in discussing those for mm. much longer than I expected them to. And I think that made a statement. I thought there was kind of a moxie to it that was it was interesting like it had a it had kind of a healthy ego to it because they were reestablishing and reminding everybody of their position in the market as you know kind of the dominant stakeholder and and so there were you know and the nascar slides of the customers and things like that and so i felt like there was a level set of remember who we are yeah. before they started talking about the ai so that, i thought that was really interesting you know that that was the way they approached. So yeah, how, we're, how we're, did that read? How did that read to you? Yeah, we we're talking about the the keynote, right? So the main keynote from uh, Adam. You're right that they focused on the, where we come from first, mm -hmm. which is infrastructure as a service, starting with S3, a little hi historic perspective, but they took a little too long there in that segment. I think they could have just do that quickly and then yeah. move to the sort of juicy part of like what they are doing in Gen AI with Bedrock and uh, the new service called Q, which is so confusing for so many of us. Yes. All these analysts, uh, we were told about this like two days before the, the keynote as well. We got some questions answered, but not a lot. So we thought during the keynote we'll get some more answers as well, but no. Today we sat we sat down with um, Adam, with uh, analysts, a smaller crowd, right? Bunch of questions, but the best answers we got were from a session on Gen AI. There were a couple of folks, um, like three three folks from Amazon, the product people. One was a one person was working on the ethical side of it, and one was the GM. So they gave us um, pretty good answers. So I'll try to dispel nice. some of those myths. So one question is, is this a, a, a bot or an application or a platform? Q, we're talking about Q. Mm -hmm. It seems, yeah, it seems What do you think what have, it is? I will tell you that. But. It seems to be multifunction. So it, yeah. it does have a model training component. And so in that sense, 
I think the line between where you would use a bedrock and where you would use Q is a little fuzzy. Um, but then there's also the assistive component. Obviously, uh, there are a number of applications. So one of, one of the things that I notice is in contrast to co-pilots or something like a Duet AI in Google Workspace, uh, they spent a lot of time talking about the technologist before they pivot, pivoted to any other persona. Yeah. So <clears throat> it does seem to have that natural language assistant component to it, but it's heavily, heavily emphasized um, other Amazon services in its architecture. So, you know, soliciting, you know, essentially the entire app stack that they've constructed. And so in that sense, the Gen AI stack, so to speak, that they, you know, put up on the screen, I thought was really convoluted, you know, the idea of, oh, look at how streamlined this is now. It, 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 does, it does feel cluttered. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, folks who are listening, we will do a deep down into this. Um, we can't cover all what right. I have learned here from the sort of behind the scenes kind of asking those questions. But overall, it was said, which is very telling, that it was said that a queue changes the context based upon where you are getting to the queue. Mm -hmm. So if you're going from Microsoft, AWS console, then it, think, it knows that you're trying to do something with the cloud, right? So if you are going from an Alexa device, it knows, it, it, there's generic context to it. If you go from QuickSight, for example, it knows that you're in QuickSight, right? So when you ask question, it changes your persona automat mm -hmm. automatically, you can say that, um, based upon where you're coming from. And, and the one question I still have is, can I still refine my persona, just like we do with ChatGPT, or oh, I am a developer, or I am this. That was um, very telling. And then Deepak from uh, high up there at, uh, at AWS, one of the analysts said, what is it? Is it a platform or a, like an application or a chatbot? Right. He said, it's, it's an application. And that, that I thought was confusing. And then he quickly changed, oh no, no, it's application was turned, it's gradually turning into platform, which is understandable. Many times, many vendors, normally small vendors, they start building an application and then they, that turns into a platform mm -hmm. later, right? ISVs, yeah. right? Yeah, it, it is one that seems like it's already turning into a platform yeah, and yeah. it's five minutes old. Yeah. Yeah, because true. you can turn on the the, the training mode and it, it, then you're training the model, if you will. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, there's a lot of confusion between Bedrock uh, and the interaction between Bedrock and Q. And Q, yes. And, so. and I would say the differentiation between when you would use a hugging face integration with SageMaker versus a bedrock, you know, and some of that has to do with, I think, proprietary models that AWS obviously has access to in the partnership with, with uh, Anthropic. They spent, you know, a fair bit of time there. And then, of course, Q, you know, it does seem that there is a model training component to it. So to what extent, you know, is there connective tissue? I think, I think a lot of that was left open. It, the style between SageMaker and bedrock, uh, I think, makes a little more sense. You know, Bedrock has a fully managed service where, you know, literally all you're doing is training in a serverless environment versus SageMaker is a little more extensible. You have more control. Um, and, you know, of course, at that point, you'd have um, 
It's classic Amazon to me in terms of the behavior from the Hugging Face SageMaker integration yeah. because they're making the money on the hosting. Use a, you know, use a Hugging Face model, bring it into SageMaker, and train train the model within an Amazon context, and then they they make the money on you know essentially on the compute uh, and the storage yeah, the for that. So you know, I do. I in some ways it it does seem like a very you know, it's a classic play for them, and I think it works. I think it works pretty well. But you know, to what extent is this going to make you know customers effective? One of the things that Solipsky did toward the beginning of the keynote was kind of poke fun at oh, you know massive foundational yeah. models, and we all really kind of knew who he was yeah. talking about. <laughs> um, and and you know, so there was a lot of discussion about models need to be need to understand your organization, which I think is fair, but the extent to which like that you can use a SageMaker or a Bedrock or a Q to understand your organization, I, you know, obviously the implication is it will understand your organization better, but how, you know? That, but that how, that big. is the trick, right? Mm -hmm. So how do you pass through those, the privileges, what, what, what's your, who you are, what's your identity, like what data you can get to, so it was said repeatedly that if you don't have access to some data outside the queue, you will not have access to that data through the queue. Right. But behind the scenes, there were a bunch of questions around that to the people who built it. So they, they ex tried explaining to us like, okay, oh, we're not using all the time Gen AI. All the, it's not like a, a Large language model or a small language model. Sometimes we do SQL. Something like it's it's a as you said and Deepak said that later as well that it's a platform. And behind the scenes, what we do, you don't care. You are abstracted from it, right? So, for some integrations, we are using some third-party large language models. Mm -hmm. Some are our own Titan, and some other they are cooking up more smaller models as well. For example, like if if you want to train train a model on just the APIs of um, AWS, SDKs, APIs, you know, um, and command line and CLI. So that will be a small model, just like VMware trained theirs, right? So so there will be a bunch of models on the back end. So it's like a meta model, if you will. Meta um, agent or meta copilot. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, I, I think that's that's what it is. So because behind the scenes, they they will they will sprinkle all these sort of command or APIs. Another thing is they have forty plus integrations with third parties. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So they're really pushing the with Git, integration. Yes. with um, all these S, SDLC like a DevOps uh, mm -hmm. kind of uh, vendors APIs into that um, means like when you go to queue, you can say get me the latest tickets from the ticketing system. So, yeah. Hmm, that's wild. Uh, zooming back out a little bit, because there, there's so much to talk about. You know, one, one other, another thing that really interested it, you know, me in, in the midst of discussion of Bedrock, of SageMaker, of Redshift, of Q, is the issue of no ETL. I think that's a significant one, and obviously AWS thinks so too, because they've, you know, invested a lot of energy in um, services that are no ETL. Yeah. So, 
I wanted to zoom out a little bit and go back to something that we've joked about a little bit on social media, with, which is, was Jensen going to come? Oh, yeah, we, we, we were trying was to Was Jensen bed. going to come? Jensen was there. Yeah. We all saw him. <laughs> so, you know, he did show up. I thought the dynamic was, was interesting. There was another historic re retrospective, just as there was from, you know, where Amazon came from, you know, kind of from the beginning. And then we had another sort of look back into the relationship between NVIDIA and um, AWS, given that they were the first cloud provider to offer GPUs and NVIDIA yeah. GPUs specifically. I thought it was interesting that, you know, we, we had the cameo, there was a sort of a rah-rah, and, you know, not three minutes later, they were already talking about Trainium and Inferentium. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, those do backbone some of the serverless offerings like you know bedrock so you know we're in we're in a free-for-all right now as an industry you know as there are all these co-opetition situations but you know where where and how jensen came into the picture i thought was interesting actually um yeah. we both i think we want to do a bet but we both agreed that he will be there right yeah. so and he was there and other people might have doubted, but but knowing what we know, that how big that how big uh, AWS is, and how for how long their relationship is there, um, it was uh, imminent that he will be there. But having said that, there are quite a few myths out there, especially created by the narratives from Microsoft. Hey, we have the we have the maximum amount of GPUs from Nvidia, the latest ones, and all that stuff. Like, mm -hmm. but but some myths were busted, busted, right? So AWS has uh, most amount of GPUs overall. Of any, at, of cloud, any providers. cloud provider, yes. right? So, but they don't say that that openly, they don't brag about it. When I spoke to my AR people uh, and other relations, like uh, some people there, I said, why, why uh, that part is not highlighted? So we do that through proper channels. When somebody asks, we tell. Yeah, in, so, in discussing directly, probably the account teams and discussing yeah, account customers. Teams do that, yeah. That's a big, yeah. probably a big, a big factor. So the I other, think that's a missing opportunity as, yeah. com as compared to, because you're competing with Microsoft on, on one end and with Google on the other. So if you don't say it the same way, what your competitors saying that then you lose. Yeah, and right, that so. is a unique differentiator. That's a really fair point because I do think, you know, a lot of the talk on the expo <coughs> floor and, you know, buzz in the hallways has been that Amazon is playing catch up and that there was a lot of implicit admittance of that in the way they approached the discussion of the topics that, yeah, yeah, yeah. that you know, and maybe they've taken a little longer to, to put things out because clearly there's been a lot of engineering that's gone into some of the things that they've done, but Microsoft, you know, owned a narrative and so fully functional, you know, operational use of, you know, a massive generative AI model with OpenAI, obviously, yeah. and, it, and in in the use of co-pilots. Um, so that they're that they're working on catching up. That Microsoft, yeah. because they they were so aggressive with that early partnership with OpenAI that they still in the narrative. And of course, Google, which is viewed as you know, really an R and D cloud. If you're yeah. interested in R and D. If you're interested in, you know, health and life sciences, if you're interested in, you know, really your, um, 
your your machine learning experts, your your data scientists, your data engineers, you know, your developers. Uh, it, having a certain level of independence, Google tends to be where you you go. So, um, you know, on the other side of that, the flip side of that coin is that. Amazon mentioned the enterprise a lot more, and that's something that you've talked about in the past and that we've agreed on, it, yep. that Google struggles with that aspect of it. And so, you know, I think the narratives from Microsoft and, and Google maybe have even now overshadowed a bit of what Amazon has announced. But on the other side of it, they have the entrenched customer base. They have the relationships. They have the account teams on site with a customer and so i i do think that could have a, a meaningful yeah impact. I, I think so they kept on saying that we we have data like for the last three four months like we have a lot more data with us so you need data for gen ai to train your models mm -hmm. so I, I, now they made it more a little more clear why they were saying that so the volume of customers the isvs what they are building on top of so uh the feature proximity where we usually talk about how many features are here versus there. Mm -hmm. So that's there. And then another aspect is Microsoft is riding on somebody else's back, right? And you know what happened last week there. Yes. It was that, like a, that, that is a whole like three CEOs in like the four days. Yeah. And three CEOs in four days. That's <laughs> so everybody's like shook a little bit and it's like uh, can we rely on their And Microsoft stock price reflected some of that some of those jitters. Yeah, yeah. So. But market is weird, I think. The market, the the financial analysts actually gave, like, like, hey, you won Microsoft. But people who know technology, they're saying, no, 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 there was damage done to Microsoft's mm -hmm. uh, image, right? So that's there as well. So these guys are, guys are trying to build a builder's AI platform. Mm -hmm. They are just giving you a baked, fully baked uh, sort of a platform. So, so same, they are living up to the, the existing behaviors, if you will. My, I think that's true. Yeah. That's really true. We're starting to see the reinterpretation within the generative AI context of the behaviorism yes. of, these, of these organizations. Right. AWS wants the hosting, they want true data, and so a lot of it they've you know, they, the so-called open source, but you can't use it anywhere <laughs> yes. else unless you're in AWS. So there's that. Uh, you know, Microsoft wants to own the whole stack, and so here's a fully baked model for you to use. And, you know, you can make it really effective, but they they own, you know, sort of the whole kind of black box, whole enchilada. Um, and then Google, of course, who will give you, hand you a lot of building blocks, yeah. but it's up to you to stitch it together. With the notable exception, I would say, of uh, Duet AI, where they say you can build like mini apps, micro apps, and, and things like that, but still a lot of still work. a lot of Legos. Mm -hmm. Yes, you have to put together. So um, I think the deep down, sometimes you, we feel like like oh, they should also do packaging and, and just okay, hey, this is ready to use for you, right? As enterprise, right? For example, but these these folk these folks are very much focused on ISVs, like independent software vendors. Yes. So, whereas Microsoft is more focused on enterprise, mm -hmm. like in-house developers, um, they, they focus Within the walls of the customer. Yeah, Within, yeah, yeah. So, although, yeah, although I'll say it seems like, 
again, in that jockeying position, you know, walking around the expo floor, a lot of those organizations, you know, the ISVs who are there on the floor, now have offerings that essentially compete with, you know, the juggernaut oh, yeah. that uh, yeah. Amazon is building out. And so, that's a you separate know, discussion. Long, That's yeah, a totally separate it is. It is. discussion, it is. but it's a mm -hmm. top, but just, top topic just in an itself. Observation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, no, actually, yeah, you, every reinvent, we think like how many, how many um, startups and/or decently, you know, successful companies have been hurt by the new announcements right. from uh, from uh, I, uh, Amazon. Yeah, and this is, you know, kind of putting a, a bow on that thought without you know, pursuing it too deeply. I do think having that independent ecosystem outside of the cloud provider themselves strengthens their position because people do like to have choice. It's just in human nature. Yeah. Uh, we do we do like to have things made easier for us, but you know, in situations where choice is, is taken away, that typically doesn't play well. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah there, are, there are all kind of uh, personas of customers. Some people just want something quick and dirty and they want to put it together. Right. <coughs> because okay. that's their need, right? But if you're building software for somebody else, then you want to inspect every ingredient going into it, right? Mm -hmm. It's just like restaurants, you know, like there's fast food, you know. They pick ingredients like based on economics, oh, mm -hmm. cheapest one. Well, and you know what if they you care were a about good most? <laughs> yeah, you know what they care about most in that in that situation is consistency. Yes. And so the consistency, the consistency of the experience, the consistency of the back end, of the performance, you know, low latency, all that, that's what ends up mattering yeah. over over and above. And and that that is a place where I think Amazon could make inroads because we, you know, whether you look at Microsoft 365, if you look at Teams and stuff like that, performance, LinkedIn, performance can be an issue for Microsoft, like delivering consistency, low yeah. latency, highly available performance, like their stuff, it just, it just freezes, <laughs> it'll go down, people, people will struggle. So, you know, if Amazon can, can deliver, if AWS can de deliver in that way, I think it could be. Yeah, and there's, a, I think there's a, that sort of notion or that a, Perception, some part of that is perception. It comes from the fact that they have more applications mm -hmm. and these guys are just infrastructure, right? Yeah, that's so, yeah, So when you are using an application, for example, you want a operating system windows that crashes, then we say, oh my God, Microsoft sucks. But how you operate your data centers and what your platform does, Azure, that's a different story. But of course, we have seen more sort of downtime, little, relatively speaking, more out there mm -hmm. versus here with AWS. Yeah, so, and, yeah. and they do have, you know, a bigger multiplicity of apps, but that's, you know, obviously, I think changing with Alexa and with, you know, Prime Video and, you know, all sorts of yeah uh, and, utilities. But. And number of data centers and number of servers in their data centers, actually, they all, they publish the locations, how many AWS has and how many they have it. Um, other providers, right? But they never tell us how many servers are in which location or what's the capacity, right? right. So uh, over, overall, Amazon is much bigger than still Azure, actually, that's a fact, right? So um, they can't tell you. Yeah. Like, it's a secret sauce, if you will, mm -hmm. like what utilization they're running at, how many servers are in which location, or how, how much capacity, how much power consumption, all that stuff, they don't publish that here. Right. Right? That 
to that level of granularity. Yeah. So, you know, in terms of the overall vibe of the event and how how Amazon, how AWS comes out of this, how how favorable do you think this is to them in summary? You know, what's what's kind of your overall impression and takeaway? So far, there's a, my own impression is that they have done a lot of myth-busting, right? So they have gained some confidence of the market. Market means both on the financial side, financial analysts, as well as the, the, the technology analysts or technology consumers, right? So I think they have, they have done a good job. But they have, I, I said that in a couple of meetings, like I asked that question in a big forum, it's like, I think you guys ended up over-promising a lot of stuff. Like, you, I hope you guys deliver on it, right? So I think they overpromised, uh, not overpromised, but they promised a lot actually with Q, especially, right? Yes, they did. It does this. Okay, Q is for the product designers. It, it, it is for your legal team. It is for everybody who's at work. Mm -hmm. like all personas, marketers. HR. Like, HR, like, are you sure? You know, so that, that, like, how will it work? So there's a lot of unknowns. Especially for these, you know, these individuals who have no access, obviously to Amazon Cloud, to AWS. They, they're not cloud personas. You know, it's easier, you know, if you're looking at a bolt-on to Outlook or something like that to, to conceive how that would work. Yeah, sometimes like you will notice that these vendors are in their own bubble, right? Because they are day in, day out thinking about the Amazon console or Amazon API, an average worker is not looking at the Amazon console all the time. They are looking at Windows, they are looking at browser, you know, which is mostly uh, Google Chrome, so their their way to enter a bot or AI, they have. I, I, I asked that. I say, hey, Microsoft has operating system, right? I didn't say Microsoft. Does your competitors have either operating system which is dominant, or they have a browser which is dominant, right? Look, how will I get to Q? Oh, from console, from this and that. Okay, so hmm. so your limit of you are limiting the people who can look at that option, even right, mm -hmm. by putting it only a few places, because even even the so, the IDE for for yeah. developers, they don't have a, any IDE. So Microsoft really? IDE, I mean, they have yeah. some studio, yeah. like it's very right, um, seldomly yeah. used, right? So. One of the best one it comes from Microsoft, right? VS Code. Mm -hmm. So there's a plugin for VS Code for for, for Copilot co co yeah. yes. from yeah. AWS, right? From AWS, it, but for them it's native, so mm -hmm. so yeah. they have to. It is interesting. Interesting. Yeah. They have to do a lot more work. Actually, that's what my gut reaction is. And I some. Agree. I have, my, and, I have, and and if you know if the first answer is you know accessing it from the console, there are a lot of you know, people who just don't want to deal with the console anymore. They 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 completely the want to deal with command line and you know the APIs. And so, if the first answer is the console for low code, no code personas who might first enter the console, that might kind of work. But I I don't think that's a fully baked answer. It's yet. not only the console, by the way. They listed, uh, which I will publish l later, like in, in in a week and a half or so. I have to listen to 
the the talks and, and look at my notes mm -hmm. they they list they told us uh, quite a few places where you can get to queue so for example cookside right so that's uh, you could call it almost SaaS. you know mm -hmm. it's a portal where you go to build dashboards right so that places um, they will put that uh, queue sort of button if so you they'll will. embed it embed yeah, okay it. interesting Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's been it's been fascinating, a fascinating week, and I think there will be a few more days of learnings as things wind down. Yeah, and and, and think on just to wrap this whole thing up, which is AWS reInvent, uh, we're just focusing on in the reInvent um, in this episode, uh, but there were quite a few earnings as well, right? So, um, the, I think they keep on innovating on all fronts. Actually, that is something gets lost when something big hits and then they have to announce it. Mm -hmm. So right now the Gen AI is overpowering all the narratives, right, if you will. So for example, they are lowering the price on, it's not innovation, but lowering the price on the market, marketplace listing. Mm -hmm. It just came from uh, that partner keynote, they just announced that. And they're announcing API, for example, uh, for third parties to build their own portals on top of marketplace. So Interesting. Kind of like, yeah. So. So their own pain of class on top of the marketplace. On top, of, yeah. So the API for they have mm -hmm. an API for for uh, uh, your uh, spend as well already mm -hmm. for a long time now. So they killed. Right. They killed a few companies with that, of course, right? But um, now there's the API to for the marketplace as well. So they are they keep going to keep going to the next level. There are quite a few enhancements on the on their their silicon side as mm -hmm. well. So they're improving on on front side. Uh, yeah, so we didn't even get to Graviton four, but we could do that. This, yeah, yeah. they they announced the uh, three more chips, mm -hmm. uh, the next version of all three, and the interconnect between uh, Nitro, right? So mm -hmm. the how actually Jensen mentioned that uh, that how our GPUs are connected to the Nitro. And um, Nitro is improving as well. So, you know, Google tells the story around their, you know, the TPU, TPU and, uh -huh. and then Microsoft tells that as well. Okay, we built something special. They never tell you what it is. Yeah. But um, uh, these guys have been telling us that, you know, Nitro is here, and that means this. So, I think the next frontier is the shared memory. Once the shared memory comes in, then the CPU will get, become a better, class citizen or not the first class citizen but maybe they will, CPU will get a little yeah, more respect. Yeah, more, could, could, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's what I am hearing uh, actually and I, I believe in that. So the GPU will still be a hard thing but it will be sort of like we're not that mm -hmm. in demand I guess. Yeah, yeah. that, anything else? I think, I think that's a great overview <laughs> and there's going to be more to talk about next time. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, we're going to do it next week. Uh, just we'll, I will gather my notes, and you can gather yours. Yeah. We'll do a special episode on this uh, for half an hour or so. That's right. And we'll get more answers from uh, from uh, AWS folks as mm -hmm. well. I can get that. If there, there's any particular question, you can you can DM us, uh, both of us or any of us on Twitter and or LinkedIn, and uh, we have right. proper channels to get answers for you. Yep. So, so that good. was our hot take. On AWS reInvent. <laughs> yep. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And uh, I'm sorry about my voice. Sorry about the background noise. And uh, 
See you next week. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening to For Instance Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show today. If you did, please feel free to leave us a five-star review on iTunes or Spotify. When we're not recording, you can find Sarbjeet reacting to and discussing current enterprise tech news on Twitter or X. His handle is at Sarbjeet Joal. And you can find me, Sarah Music, on LinkedIn, interacting with tech news or occasionally posting a literature quote. We welcome your feedback and we'll see you next time.